This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your host, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, September 17th, wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the guy who used to rock a man bun, Jason (laughs) Shepard. First off, no. Uh, that did not happen. I have never had the man bun. Look, and I'm not here to judge. That's just not a good look, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Maybe because I just can't pull it off. Well, Barstool UVA, Virginia, did a Photoshop of Bronco Mendenhall in response to uh, a tweet from a Virginia reporter. And I'm not kidding. When I first saw this, I thought, is that real? I thought it was real. Is Bronco yes. Mendenhall rocking a that, man bun? That looks legit. <laughs> whoever did the Photoshop of this, well done to you, sir, or ma'am, whoever did it. That, it, it looked so real, I had to Google Bronco Mendenhall hair to see if, like, there was, like, a story or anybody was talking about this. This all came from a fan-submitted question about Bronco Mendenhall and his recent haircut saying, hey, would you one day sport a Kyle Guy of the NBA, former Utah or UVA player, like man bun? Mendenhall didn't rule it out. So uh, we'll keep our eyes peeled <laughs> on the Virginia <laughs> sidelines for a potential Bronco Mendenhall man bun. But that looks pretty legit. That looked really legit. Would you ever rock a man bun? Never. Yeah. In it's a just, million years. No. What are the rules for pulling that off? Like, I don't there, know. there has to be a set rule book for this yeah two things you'll never see me from like a facial hair or hair man bun is one (laughs) uh the other is is the beard without the mustache oh like i feel like if you have a beard you have to have a mustache you have to have the hair on the upper lip yes like i can't do that it's just like something's missing so for me personally those are two things i would not do you don't want the jj reddick goatee from 2009 (laughs) no no. <laughs> Here's today's show lineup. He's the editor-in-chief of the Athletics College football coverage. Stuart Mandel does not have a man bun for no. the record. But he does have some strong opinions on the best bowl game fit for BYU and how the Big Ten return to football impacts the Cougars' top 25 ranking and dream of New Year's Six inclusion. The NCAA has an official start date for men's basketball and non-conference model. Will it help or hurt BYU's tournament resume plus what's the chance BYU football is still nationally relevant in December here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines as Spencer was just mentioning the NCAA Division One Council approved November 25th as the start date for the upcoming college basketball season teams can schedule up to 27 games and no fewer than 13 official practices can begin on October 14th BYU head coach Mark Pope will address the media coming up today via Zoom at 1 p.m. Eastern time. The NCAA also announces a proposal that includes fall sports championships being played in the spring. This is great news for the likes of volleyball, soccer, Soccer. cross country, outstanding stuff. They also propose another extension of the recruiting dead period. The Division I Board of Directors have received these proposals and will make a decision on them in the near future. 
Very good news for the teams that lost out on seasons. Play a condensed season. Absolutely. Start it in February, finish it up in April. Let's yeah. go. Well, we had Michaela Coolahan on the show last week before the blue and white scrimmage for women's soccer, and she was talking about how they were excited about the possibility. Now it looks like it's certainly something that's uh, on the table. There could be yes. a top 10 BYU women's soccer match yes. at Southfield in February. I love it. I love it. It's the Battle of Ohio tonight on Thursday night. Football, former Cougar linebacker Sione Taki Taki, and the Cleveland Browns hosting number one overall pick Joe Burrow and your Cincinnati Bengals kickoff is at 8.20 p.m. Eastern time. I'm a little surprised you're not wearing Bengals gear today. I got four words for you. Joe Burrow, go Bengals. <laughs> The Pac-12 Conference and Mountain West Conference apparently want to hop on the Big Ten return to football train and figure something out. Brett McMurphy of Stadium Sports reporting the Mountain West is seeking to implement an eight-game conference-only season with a conference championship game slated for December 19th. The Pac-12 is pursuing something similar after, amazingly, clearance levels in Los Angeles have lightened allowing for a modified form of practice. The Pac-12 could be playing as early as late October. What changed? What changed in like 24 hours? Other than the Big Ten said, uh, we're playing football. Yeah, that's what changed. That's what changed. The Pac-12 does not make any decisions without waiting to see what the other conferences do first. No, and I keep hearing people on Twitter and these uh, California intellectuals say, well, the, the science has uh, changed, uh, so thus the rapid testing. It's like, no, 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 no. All of a sudden, the Big Ten says we're playing, and then literally the yeah. next day? Yeah. Come on. All of the concerns that everybody needed to shut things down for are magically gone. Come on. It's fun. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. It's mid-September. BYU's ranked 21st. They're undefeated. Okay, they've only played one game, but still, it was a beatdown of Navy. And that means the Blue Goggles remain firmly affixed for many BYU fans and their dreams of a potentially special season. We asked Stuart Mandel, college football insider and writer for The Athletic, if BYU has a real shot at making the New Year's Six, is he Blue Goggle compliant? The New Year Six question is tough because, like you said, they're not—they don't qualify for that automatic Group of Five berth. So that means how you probably have to finish in the top ten to be high enough to be an at-large team for the New Year Six. Would that would would an undefeated BYU team that played mostly pretty inferior opponents get that kind of nod? I will say this: I think I would have been more confident of it if the Big Ten wasn't playing, uh, just due to lack of other options. Now that they are, I think that's going to be tough. Okay, Blue Goggles off for now. With that perspective, you'll hear the full jam-packed interview with Stuart Mandel in about 15 minutes. For now, Jason, does BYU have a shot at a New Year's Six Bowl if they don't play a Power 5 team or even a ranked team? Yeah, I think what Stuart said was spot on. I I think it's going to be difficult to have a realistic shot at a New Year's Six Bowl without playing somebody of note. Now... Army, granted, only playing the two games, 2-0, and it, it's not, they're not like they were world beaters, but that was an opportunity on national television with two ranked teams currently that really would have helped whoever won that game. Further now, your statement. You want to have that type of a game. You can jump up even higher in the top 25 before all these other teams get in there. 
that was a that's a that, that not playing that game this weekend is turning out to be even bigger now that we're starting to see that the Big Ten's coming back, that the Pac-12 possibly coming back. I, I, I just think that with, with the Big Ten coming back now and possibly the Pac-12, BYU's schedule and the number of games they've played matters even more. Because you've got to assume that as soon as these, you know, Ohio State and Michigan and, you know, all of these teams that are going to come back in that were in the top 25 that were taken out. now Six, six yeah, teams from the Big yeah, Ten in the now preseason Now all top of 25. a sudden jump back in and everybody slides back down. And I think BYU's schedule and the fact that at least as of right now only have the eight games, I, I think that is going to be – uh, a detriment to them in terms of the New Year's Six. I just don't know if there's enough juice to it anymore with all those other teams coming back that BYU is going to get the notoriety that they would need for it. Stewart's right. It's going to be tough, and it is improbable. But, yes, there is a shot. It involves, first and foremost, BYU being undefeated and probably ranked in the top ten to legitimately even get in the conversation. As a reminder, ESPN's FPI, Football Power Index, had BYU with a 5% chance of making the New Year's Six as of yesterday. Now that the Big Ten's involved, I'm gathering that's probably going to be closer to like 2% because those are 14 high-quality programs. Well, 13. Hey, Rutgers. (laughs) BYU needs to keep the Army game and make it happen on November 28th. And they need Army to stay somewhat relevant. If that can be a ranked matchup late in the season, okay. Now maybe there's a little bit of juice there. Just a little bit. But it's furthering the conversation. And man, the Cougars could use a high-quality opponent like UCF on November 7th. Can we make that happen? That would help the cause as well. If not, just beat who you play, do so impressively, and then let the controversy of the weirdest college football season ever stroll into December. Teams that are undefeated are by nature, Jason, in the conversation. And with BYU's national branding, even though they have played or will likely have played a very weak schedule, if they've won impressively and are undefeated, they'll be in the conversation. It'll be out there. How likely? I don't know, but they will be in the conversation. No, if there's – yeah, in the conversation, I, I don't disagree with that. And, and, again, like you said, being in the conversation means that in all likelihood you have run the table, which I do not think is impossible. In fact, I, I think it's more likely than not that BYU wins all of the games on their schedule. Wow, even at Houston. Now, look, that's, that's the one that's even more iffy now. You know, a lot of people worried about that game even when it was in Provo. I wasn't particularly. Now that it's on the road, that obviously adds another dynamic to it. But, yeah, obviously they have a chance if they're undefeated. You're putting yourself in the conversation. I, I just think that there will be enough fight against BYU with the schedule because other teams played in, within their own conference played tougher schedule. I think there would be a lot of pressure to not put BYU in it. If the Pac-12 comes back to play and the Mountain West for that matter, and now you're throwing Boise State and a couple of top-tier Pac-12 teams into the mix, a week schedule is just not going to get right. it done. And BYU is going to end up in whatever bowl game ESPN would like them to play in that's a lower-tier bowl game. But if the Pac-12 cannot figure out a schedule, then there are some opportunities there for BYU to play. If not a New Year's Six, still a notable bowl game. And we'll discuss that with Stuart Mandel as well. All right, topic number two. There is at least a chance 
that both BYU football and BYU basketball will be playing regular season games in December. There's an open date that BYU may be able to schedule somebody in December. We obviously know with the news today that college basketball will be underway late November, so BYU basketball will be playing in December. Either way, both teams could be relevant in terms of a national standpoint. But the question is, Spencer, which team will be more nationally relevant in December? I love that you're asking this question. Isn't it fun? Isn't I love it that, fun? that it's an option. Yes. <laughs> Jason, it's going to be BYU football because I think at worst, at worst, the Cougars will have all of one loss on the schedule by December. And a national ranking with even only 90-ish Division I teams playing. We'll see what happens with the uh, remaining three conferences. But BYU will still carry national weight with a ranking and if they have one loss. I think that they're going to end up playing a good Power 5 team in a nice bowl game, and it will most likely be in late December. So there you go. If they're ranked and in a good bowl game, likely in December, it's going to be BYU football that's more relevant in December. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the answer is football. I mean, let's be honest. Right now, we don't even know who BYU basketball is playing in December. Just because they had games scheduled for December under the old schedule doesn't mean that those those teams and those dates are still locked Likely in. Likely I'll shift. You've got to shift everything. So right now, we, we know how good Mark Pope's team was last year yeah. and the momentum that they took into this year. And yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of roster turnover. You lose a lot of seniors, but I think the talent is still there for BYU to be very, very prominent in college basketball this year. BYU basketball but, still had a loud COVID yes, offseason. Yes, yeah, but we just don't know even know who they're playing. So I, I can't say basketball without knowing who they're going to play. So the, I do think the answer is football. For a lot of the reasons that I mentioned in the previous topic, I just don't know if BYU's schedule is going to be enough to get them into a New Year's Six, but because I do believe they have, they are more than capable of going undefeated with this schedule, I do believe they will be in the mix like we talked about. They will be one of those teams that gets talked about like, well, look what BYU did. And who knows, if they can add more games and maybe get another team from the American, who knows? You know, then then that helps. I, I just think that football, with everything that could happen for them, even with a lot of unknowns, would probably be more relevant than basketball without really knowing who they're going to play yet. If BYU football is nationally ranked by the time we roll into December and in that New Year's Six conversation, maybe Barstool's national account's going to Photoshop a man bun onto Kalani Satake's head. Now we're talking, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> now, now we're talking about it's probably going to be done now by somebody because you brought it up. <laughs> somebody will Photoshop that before the end of this Somewhere show. Somewhere Mark Pope's like, hey, can I have a can I have a man bun photoshopped <laughs> onto my head? <laughs> <Serious>? <laughs> we are very serious. Our question of the day, also serious. Which BYU team will be more nationally relevant in December? BYU football or BYU men's basketball? And why? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. First response in from at Beck to Harleen on Twitter. I think with a much easier schedule that BYU football ends up ranked, but not relevant due to an easy schedule. BYU basketball, however, is going to have the nation's full attention. So a vote for BYU men's basketball. Here's the tricky part about that. Who are they playing? 
What kind of a stage are they playing on? And can BYU men's basketball win that big game that we hope is scheduled in late November or early December? With fewer non-conference games to schedule, now it becomes even more important to get those teams that are going to get the committee's attention. Man, they got And everybody's going to be going for it with fewer games available. Sure. And with this relevance conversation, BYU football is going to have an obvious head start. So BYU basketball is going to have to do something real special yep. to be at the top of that hill. I wouldn't put it past Mark Pope and his guys to do something pretty it's special. It's true. Coming up, it hasn't even snowed yet, but we all should be excited for spring. Plus, our full conversation with Stuart Mandel of The Athletic. More on the New Year's Six conversation, and is he buying a BYU Top 25 ranking right now? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. For Cougar Sports game highlights, interviews, and archived content, subscribe to the BYU TV Sports YouTube channel today. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jason Shepard. You know what they say, Shep? Mo' money, mo' man buns. That's how it works, It's not what they say. That is not what they say. (laughs) (laughs) My name's Spencer, and I like to party. (laughs) I did spend the other day watching a lot of hot rod clips after that show. So funny. Hey, we had a great opportunity to uh, not only watch Hot Rod the other day, but uh, BYU Sports Nation spoke with Stuart Mandel, editor-in-chief for the Athletics College football coverage and co-host of the Audible podcast. He joined us yesterday on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Here's that full conversation. Stuart, first of all, congratulations on a million subscribers to The Athletic, and you hit that mark during a pandemic, no less. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was a big milestone last week and really, really surreal. Um, I joined the company when there were maybe, you know, less than 20 employees and maybe 20,000 subscribers a few years ago. So to talk about a million is insane. And like you said, people stuck with The Athletic during a, about a four-month stretch where there were no sports, you know, no major sports. We were, we had just about run out of lists of greatest player to wear every Jersey number. And <laughs> I, at one point I wrote a, a, a Friday night lights story. Like we, we were, we were desperate. I'm not going to lie. So we're pretty cool to, to reach this point. Fantastic stuff. And now you have plenty to write about because the big Ten's coming back to play college football which I think takes it to 90 or 91 college football teams and uh, leaving the Pac-12 as the only Power 5 conference not playing. How would you explain the last 24 hours of your life writing for the Athletic? <laughs> well, I mean, going back further than that, because every day for about a week it's been, they're going to vote today. They're going to vote tomorrow. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen in the morning. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of false starts. But uh, now that it's here, um, I mean, me personally, just as a college football fan, I'm, I'm excited because I felt like this, would, this season would feel very incomplete if they weren't a part of it. And that's uh, not to – I don't want to diminish the Pac-12, but obviously it's a different story when it's Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, Nebraska, some of the, you know, the biggest fan bases in the country. If they don't have a stake in the game, then I don't think there's as much interest as there would normally be in the 330 – uh, SEC game on CBS. So uh, it looks like they've come up with a plan that squeezes in just enough games to at least be in consideration for the playoff. And who knows how many games the other conferences are actually going to get in, We've, given how many games have been postponed already just through three weeks of the season. There's a lot to unpack with that, so let's start to do it. Do you feel like 
the Big Ten affects the other leagues, uh, namely the Pac-12, as you mentioned, the MAC, the Mountain West, who aren't playing? Do you feel like this is a domino that tips them in that direction if they can play as well? We've seen statements already from the MAC and the Mountain West. It doesn't sound like they're in a position to, to pick it back up anytime soon. Obviously, this puts a lot of pressure on the Pac-12. Um, they're at risk of just being left completely behind. The problem there is it's not in their control. Um, they were the ones, before the Big Ten did it, they were the first ones to announce the big partnership with a company to do the daily rapid response testing. That it was clear to me from the comments on the Big Ten press conference that that was the key uh, turning point. But even if they wanted to start training camp tomorrow, the schools in California and Oregon uh, are prohibited due to ordinances either in the state or in their counties. You know, you saw on Tuesday, for the first time really, Pac-12 players going public and starting a campaign directed to the governors of those states. Of course, those are the same governors who are dealing with, you know, just destructive and devastating wildfires right now. They've got a lot more in their hands than helping the Pac-12 open training camp. So I don't think it's realistic that the Pac-12 is going to play football as early as the Big Ten is now playing, now intending to do. It might not be till Thanksgiving. It might not be till January. We'll have to see. Stuart Mandel, editor-in-chief of the Athletics College Football Coverage, is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Just because we're thinking from a BYU perspective, go figure, we say, okay, 14 high-quality programs are coming back into college football. BYU is ranked number 21 right now. How is this going to impact BYU's potential ranking and status in the national spotlight moving forward? Uh, Is BYU a top 25 team if the Big Ten is playing now? Well, the good news is BYU has going to have a huge head start. <laughs> uh, this is the weirdest season any of us will have ever lived through. And I don't know like how the AP poll, you know, when, if you come October 20th, so Big Ten's coming back October 23rd, 24th. At that point, there will be teams that have played five, six games already. And the, if Ohio State is 1-0, and do they? you just automatically slot them in above 4-1 uh, and one Auburn? I have no idea. Uh, but BYU gets a head start. They could be, I don't, I don't have the schedule in front of me, but something in O by then. The problem, of course, is these are not, for the most part, high-quality opponents they are going to be playing this season. I think if they're undefeated, pollsters have always loved undefeated. It's hard to say no to undefeated. I think they stay in the rankings as long as they're undefeated. I think that um, once they lose a game, if they lose a game, then it's going to be harder to get back in there given the teams that they're playing. Yeah, it's going to be weird with uh, there's not everyone will have that same like everyone played 12 and or and or 13. If you played at Hawaii, they're not in it this year. Right. It's going to be weird. There's going to be at the end of the regular season, uh, you know, the Big Ten's still going. We're waiting for them to finish. Yeah, it's, it's going to be odd. But when you look at BYU's schedule, and like you mentioned, Tom Homo got what he could. We expect more games to be added. They added Louisiana Tech two days ago, for goodness sake. And BYU has one game scheduled in November. If BYU is undefeated, they are independent, so they have no Group 5 access. Do you feel like they'd be a New Year's Six contender? Um, I think it – first of all, I just want to give credit to Tom Holmo. I mean, it's, a, it's remarkable that he's been able to rebuild a schedule from, from what it got to. And he's given me hope that college football as a whole will stop scheduling games 10 years in advance. <laughs> I mean, it's been a pet peeve of mine for years. And – I mean, they're not the only ones. Other schools have had to do this too, but BYU is probably the best example of showing that, you know what, you can schedule a game on two weeks' notice if you need to. Um, the New Year's Six question is tough because, like you said, they're not 
they don't qualify for that automatic group of five birth. So that means how you probably have to finish in the top 10 to be high enough to be an at-large team for the New Year Six. Would that would would an undefeated BYU team that played mostly pretty inferior opponents get that kind of nod? I will say this: I think I would have been more confident of it if the Big Ten wasn't playing, uh, just due to lack of other options. Now that they are, I think that's going to be tough because you're going to have you you will probably and most likely have at least ten Power Five teams, maybe an AAC undefeated team that have good enough records and have several top 25 wins that it's going to be harder to justify uh, BYU playing the schedule they have. But like I said earlier, people love undefeated teams. Uh, the playoff every year in the initial rankings, oh, they put a one-loss team ahead of an undefeated team. Look at that. They never do that at the, at the end of the season. So, uh, yes, that would be, it would be a fascinating thing to see how they would handle that. And then when you look at the bowl games, we've heard nothing regarding bowl games. There is no bowl schedule. Right? At some point, they've got to figure out, one, what they're doing, and two, say it out loud. So we're thinking, okay, if BYU is undefeated but doesn't get into a New Year's Six, which frankly would be understandable with the Big Ten's addition now, could they be in a better bowl game than they would have been? The answer you'd think is yes, but we have no clue what's going on with bowls right now. Well, I think it depends on how many bowl games are going to be played because, um, first of all, the the bowl association has been pushing hard for them to basically just say everybody that plays is eligible regardless of the record. Cause they, as of the other day, and now this won't be true. Once the big 10 comes back, there were more bowl births than teams playing. This <laughs> A few of you playing so, too. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So if they want to, if all the bowls want to have a game this year, they would need to be able to take any team they want. Um, as it is because they're all tied into certain conference. I mean, the big winners with this big 10 announcement are the citrus bowl and the outback bowl who, who it, now they have both conferences back. But if you're the holiday bowl, uh, which has a PAC 12 team in it, if you're the sun bowl that has a PAC 12 team in it, are you going to play this on your usual date and just fill it in with somebody else? Cause if you are, I mean, BYU has a history in the holiday bowl. There's, there's your spot right there. Uh, or are they going to say, we're going to wait on the Pac-12 and we'll play a game in March or whenever that might be? I don't know. So the entire I've talked to people about this. The entire bowl schedule has not been made yet beyond the New Year Six. And we might not, they might not fully figure it out until two weeks before Selection Sunday, for all we know. Stuart Mandel of The Athletic is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Because BYU loses the Army game this week and the national spotlight on CBS, how much does that affect how people across the country will view BYU? Because they did obviously dominate Navy on ESPN Monday night. Well, the key part there that you mentioned, I mean, what an amazing opportunity that was going to be to have what is usually the SEC's 330 Eastern CBS spot, regardless of who they were playing that would be a big audience for BYU. So missing that opportunity, even if they do get to play Army at some point later in the season, I assume it won't be in a window like that. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, that, that's a missed opportunity there. Um, I guess the best team, hope, possibly the best team they'll play down the stretch here is Houston. Um, do we know when who's showing that game when yet? Probably yeah, hasn't been announced. ESPN 2 on Friday, October 16th. There you go. That's a good slot. That's an opportunity to, to for the country to watch BYU. The problem is if they're playing at you know, three o'clock on a Saturday opposite the LSU Auburn game, right? Nobody's going to see that. So 
Um, I think the more of those kind of games, the more of those windows they can get, the better. A lot of people did watch that Navy game uh, and, and obviously had to come away impressed. I did I did seem like a, a lot of people's takeaway from that was more about how bad Navy looked and that they, <laughs> they admitted that they never practiced tackling. Uh, so yeah, it would be good to see. It would be good to see BYU beat a respectable team that did practice tackling. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for BYU to own that 10, 21 Eastern time slot against teams that tackle. Um, when you look at <laughs> when you look at the national uh, landscape of things, uh, who, who's who are your favorites to win? Is it the obvious Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, or is there someone on the outside that's piquing your interest there? Uh, I think that yeah, you mentioned the three. I think those are the three clear favorite. If you remember the way last season ended, there were three teams, LSU, Clemson, and Ohio State that were clearly above all the others. I think that on paper, that's the case with those three teams. LSU lost so many guys. I can't put them in that category, but this is going to be a season where who knows, it could be the week of the Alabama LSU game. Uh, uh, Jalen Waddle and Najee Harris have to be quarantined, right? Uh, There's going to be some crazy upsets this year just because of players not being available at a certain time. So if that happens, if that affects the Clemsons and Ohio States, that opens the door for maybe a Florida, uh, you know, a, a, a next team up kind of team, a Texas, Texas A&M, um, you know, even within the Big Ten, I think even, even uh, I mean, Penn State lost their best defensive player, and I don't think he's coming back, so that hurts. Uh, but there are certainly other teams in that conference that could – you know, Ohio State, so much of the pressure has been from them has been about we have a team we think can contend for the national title. We need you need the season to start as soon as possible. What if they end up losing three games and and Wisconsin is your, your Big Ten champ? So a lot of possibilities there. Stuart, I think we missed on something, and that is the complaining parents that got it done for the Big Ten. Should they be given a, a serious stake of credit in all of this? <laughs> I, I, I don't want to diminish anybody that, you know, whether it was them, whether it was Ryan Day going nuclear or Nebraska, <laughs> any of those um, um, components. Obviously, Donald Trump is taking some credit here, doing a bit of a victory lap on, on uh, Wednesday. But at the end of the day, if you listen to the comments on their press conference, if you read the documents, it's pretty clear to me this day does not happen if not for daily testing becoming available. And somebody might say, oh, baloney, the, they just don't want to be left behind the SEC and the other conferences. If that were the only factor, they could have announced this weeks ago. They could have said three weeks ago, you're right, we messed up, we're going to play. Uh, even the start date, which is a little bit later than, than people were hoping for, is because they wanted to be absolutely sure they could reach the same kind of deal that the Pac-12 did for this daily antigen testing that is going to be just a – a different ball, uh, a different thing entirely than what the other conferences playing right now are doing. It theoretically could keep you from having any outbreaks. If a guy tests positive or two guys test positive, you'll know that immediately before they can infect their teammates. So that was to me the crucial detail. And I don't, you know, when that became realistic, I don't know. I know when the PAC 12 announced their deal, they said it ended up happening two months earlier than they thought it would. So uh, clearly that was a, to me, the driving factor. He has a wealth of college football knowledge. Uh, Stuart, I enjoy your mailbag questions. In fact, you answered one about BYU. Should they hang a banner if they go undefeated? And you said, yes, we're we're all for it. Um, But uh, our viewers and listeners are interested in uh, reading more of your stuff and your colleagues' stuff. So where can they go to get it, and uh, how how can they find it? 
Well, if you go to theathletic.com uh, and, and, and click on the college football section, you're going to see all kinds of great coverage. And if you click on any article right now in celebration of a million subscribers, you can subscribe for a dollar a month Whoa. for your initial subscription, which to me is like a no brainer, you know, a dollar, we can all handle a dollar, right? So uh, it's a good way for people to try it out. And uh, we feel strongly that we have the most comprehensive college football coverage anywhere. We have, in addition to our national staff, we have team writers for about 25 teams right now. So um, you're not going to, you're not going to get that kind of, and, and you get NBA, you get baseball, you get everything else. So try it out dollar a month right now. Great stuff. Let's make it 2 million subscribers. Stuart, uh, great to talk to you. We appreciate the time and look forward to reading more of your stuff. Thank you guys. Stuart Mandel on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. Again, that was taped yesterday. And with the age of uh, social media and how quickly things change, Brett McMurphy reports late last night the Mountain West Conference is all of a sudden wanting to play an eight-game schedule. Aggressively looking into it is, a, is the words he used. And Stuart tweeted immediately following that, it's incredible uh, now that the Big Ten is playing how quickly these other conferences are figuring out issues that have been in place for months. Yeah, they immediately find the answer. Crazy how that happens. Coming up, the best bowl fit for the BYU Cougars we will discuss. And if you could put one Mountain West Conference team back on the BYU schedule, who are you going with? This is BYU Sports Nation. Where's Buddy Buddy? Is that a hint? This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. To get to know the players, the coaches, and some compelling fan stories, search Deep Blue on the BYU TV app today. All 23 Deep Blue features from last season are available and on demand right now. He is Jason Shepard. I am Spencer Linton, and this is BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it! Cougar Whip Around presented by Visible Supply Chain Management tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. NCAA announcing yesterday that college hoops can begin on November 25th. How about that? Woo! Absolutely. We're all excited. In that announcement, that's right, it stated teams will be able to play a maximum of 27 games play as few as 13 and still be eligible for the postseason. Now, if there is a normal West Coast Conference schedule, BYU would have the option of 11 non-conference games. Does this help or hurt BYU's tourney resume? Unfortunately, I think the fewer our number of games hurts a team like BYU a little bit, Jason, just because the Cougars need some high-quality opponents as a non-power six in basketball conference to make a statement. Maybe they've done enough to be still in the national spotlight, but I think it hurts a little because you lose a game like Oregon. Right. It depends on who they get. Yes, you lose the number of non-conference games, but if you schedule and get some high-profile opponents, then I think it can help. But until we know the schedule, there's just really no way to know. The NCAA also proposed that the fall championship sports return in the spring, which means women's soccer, women's volleyball, men's and women's cross country at BYU. Combine that possibility with the usual spring sports, men's volleyball, softball, baseball, gymnastics, what would BYU sports look like in the spring? Uh, heaven, actually. Like, normally our just incredibly crazy time is the fall. That obviously is not the case right now. That could be our spring with all of the normal spring sports. And, like, one game, one day you're doing this, the next day you're doing this, or in multiple games in one day. Like, it's, it's crazy and it's beautiful. I love it. Think about men's and women's basketball playing simultaneously yes. with all of those sports as well because they will go into They'll still be playing. late March. Absolutely. It's great. 
All right, if the Pac-12 does return to football and BYU could schedule one team, which team would you choose? It's Utah, and it's hands down the Utes, just because I want BYU to have the opportunity to end the streak, play the rivalry game. It's easy. They're close. Figure it out. It's not going to happen, yeah. but if I had the option, I'd go with the Utah. It has to be Utah. This is, look, after the win over Navy, what were we asking the next day? Could this team be Utah if they had played in the first game? If you have an opportunity to schedule one from the Pac-12, it has to be Utah. Okay, Jason, same question as above, but let's move conferences. If you could only schedule one Mountain West Conference team in 2020 to put back on the schedule, who are you going with? It, Boise State. Th- that's the one team that you could get recognized with a win against. I, I think that's the one that would give you the most bang for your buck if you were to beat them, which I would expect BYU to do. I just want a rivalry game. Give me a rivalry game, whether it's Utah State or Boise State. Clearly, Boise State carries more national prestige and weight and would help BYU's strength of schedule. But just give me a rivalry game. Good grief. Unless... BYU gets Army back on the schedule. Then maybe I want Air Force so that BYU could claim the de facto Commander-in-Chief trophy. Now, that is smart thinking. All right, Tony Finau tees off today in the opening round of the U.S. Open at Wingfoot. Will he finish in the top ten? Yes, I believe in Tony. Top ten Tony. That's what we should call him. Yeah. Yes, that's what he does. He finishes in the top ten. So, yeah, he's going to finish there. Why wouldn't he? BYU Tennis adds an Aussie, Zach Lark, from Brisbane to join the 2020-2021 team. Jason, should men's basketball coach Mark Pope join in on this down-under recruiting pipeline? Look, if for no other reason than you get to go to Australia, yeah, you go. It's working for St. Mary's. It would probably work for BYU. Look, I I like Mark Pope's chances of getting anybody when he meets them face-to-face, okay? <laughs> That's the thing. You just got to get him in the same room. Just get him in the same room and let the magic happen. Seal the deal. Just like, boom, sign. I'm like, I'm signing. We're going. We're done. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. He's our dick vital. It's true. Right? It is true. All right. Coming up, a BYU hoopster doing good in the world. More on that in our Rise and Shout Out. Plus, what's the perfect bowl fit for BYU football in 2020? If it's not a New Year's Six, this is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Listen to BYU Sports Nation on demand by downloading the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation in Studio B. Jason Shepard, Spencer Linton here hanging out. And we have brought up another question based on what we heard from Stuart Mandel and the potential bowl game fits, Jason. So let's assume that the Pac-12 returns to play in late October, early November. Obviously, the Big Ten's coming back. Maybe the Mountain West is going to get in on this as well. How much does it impact and potentially hurt BYU's bowl chances? Look, I I don't think it hurts whether they go to a bowl. I, with, with the way I think BYU finishes the season, they're going to go to a bowl. I think what it does is it, it affects maybe the quality of bowl that they would have gone to otherwise. I think that's where the Pac-12 coming back has its biggest effect on BYU's bowl scenario. If the Pac-12. If, but look, they're coming back. After everything yesterday in the embarrassment of the California governor saying, well, I never said you couldn't do that. And then the Pac-12 
it just it was a horrible look for everybody involved. You can't go through that. And essentially, the governor say, well, yeah, you guys could have done this all along. You can't then not come back. Sorry, let me modify that if. If the Pac-12 comes back in a timely manner. Now, the other thing that Stuart Mandel brought up, Jason, is that California and Oregon are dealing with terrible air quality and just raging wildfires. So you can practice, and they want to do it in a modified format, five-on-five, or like take the Navy approach, which we all saw how well that worked out for Navy against BYU. It just... I know they want to get back to playing quickly, but I don't know that they can do so at a high level. So I'm almost of the opinion that the Pac-12 should not try and play any games until at least November based on what they're dealing with politically, geographically, with with everything going on around them. Aren't they talking about like an eight-game, eight-week schedule? Isn't that essentially what what they've been talking about? Yeah, that's in the perfect world. Like we've seen that someone's going to get COVID. Yeah, and and I – I agree with you. I, I think for the Pac-12, that, that does get pushed. I, regardless of, of whether they play or not, and again, I think they, they're going to. I think they almost have to at this point. I, I think it, it would definitely come after the Big Ten starts. I don't think they could start as quickly as the Big Ten just because of all of the circumstances they're dealing with beyond just the COVID. Yeah, we'll see. But the big, even the Big Ten needs everything to go basically perfectly for them to put themselves in position to have their college football playoff contender. Like if... COVID cases break out in the Big Ten and they're already on a shortened, condensed schedule and they can't afford to have a week off, then it's all kind of for naught in in terms of chasing a national championship. That's what they want to do. They were very clear, like, we want to be in the college football playoff. So can the Pac-12 return in time to put themselves in position to play in their usual bowl games and be in consideration for the college football play. Okay, so while we're talking about bowl games, uh, Stuart Mandel, in that interview, addressed some BYU bowl game options. What's the perfect bowl fit for BYU, do you think? I've been saying this since we made our preseason prediction in August. The Holiday Bowl seems like a perfect fit for BYU because the Cougars have history there and a storied history there. And it's not just the Holiday Bowl, the Poinsettia Bowl. And guess what? The Poinsettia Bowl... Those are the same folks that run the Holiday Bowl. Right. They sell tickets when BYU plays there. If California is selling tickets at all during the <laughs> right. bowl game, but they get eyeballs. They can sell advertising. I think the Holiday Bowl, if the Pac-12 is not in position to place a team there, and I don't know what the stipulations are. Like, would they take like a, a Pac-12 team that's only played seven games? There's so many unknowns with all of this. There's no way to know because we're we're basing all these things off of old information like well this is what used to happen it's constantly these changing. were these were the rules that everybody used to go by when things were normal well things aren't normal now so everything's going to change and, and actually if you missed what stewart said about the bowl chances here what he here's what he said in terms of options for byu if you're the holiday bowl uh which has a pac-12 team in it if you're the sun bowl that has a pac-12 team in it are you going to play this on your usual date and just fill it in with somebody else is if you are, I mean, BYU has a history in the holiday bowl. There's, there's your spot right there. Uh, or are they going to say, we're going to wait on the pac 12 and we'll play a game in March or whenever that might be. I don't know. I love the idea of BYU being in the holiday bowl yes. because of the history. So many unbelievable BYU football memories happened in the Holiday Bowl. So I love an opportunity to be able to do that. And in all likelihood, you're going to get a pretty good opponent in it, too. Yes, yes. 
what is it, the uh, the third-place Big Ten team or a third-place Big 12 team? Like, it's going to be a quality, quality opponent. Well, and here's the other part about it. If this season plays out for BYU football like, like I think, like we think, this team is going to deserve to have a good bowl game and a good bowl opponent. That's the thing. You want to validate the yes. season? And you, then because the rhetoric will be, well, they haven't beaten anybody. And that was kind of the case in 1996 when BYU was number five in the country. They were 13-1 and one after they beat Wyoming. But people were like, oh, well, Wyoming's in the WAC. What, I mean, what really is the WAC? Let's see what BYU does against number 14, Kansas State. And we saw what they did. And they figured out a way to win <laughs> that game, essentially in a de facto road environment. So give BYU a quality bowl game, bowl opponent. Then, then therein lies your a chance to validate if this team is legit or not. Coming up, who will be more relevant in December, BYU football or BYU basketball? Plus, a combined rise and shout-out for a BYU basketball player making a huge impact for his community outside the lines. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Hey, I've got a reminder for all y'all. The show is available anytime on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. You can also download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Let's play What's the Chance presented by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. Learn more at bodyguards.com. Sports Nation asks, what's the chance? All right, Jason, number one, what's the chance BYU plays in a New Year's Six Bowl game? Yeah, I've been talking about it a lot today. I'll say 10%. Again, maybe not that they might not deserve it. I just don't know if with all these other teams coming back into play, if BYU will be given a chance to be in a New Year's Six. Man, I'm, I'm kind of with the ESPN's football power index right now, uh, 5% or less that BYU being a New Year's Six game, they, they need some serious boost to the schedule yeah. that's going to happen. All right, number two, what's the chance BYU football finishes the season ranked? I like BYU's chances here, even with the Big Ten and Pac-12 apparently coming back, just because they're going to have a significant head start and they're going to continue to win. And people and pollsters love winners. So 90% chance, Jason, that BYU finishes the season ranked in the AP poll for the first time since 2009. Yeah, I'm going to say 90 as well. I, I think that with BYU's, look, again, the, the Army game was another opportunity to jump up, and then you can withstand some of those other teams coming in a little bit more. But I, I still think BYU's going to keep winning, and I just I don't know how that you could drop somebody out. Maybe you drop them down, but I don't know if you can drop them out of the top 25 if they continue to win. I'm wondering how the AP poll will vote, knowing that the Big Ten is now coming back. Are they being instructed to wait until the teams play? Yeah, I, that's so many unknowns right now. All right, Jason, what's the chance BYU football will face a Pac-12 or Mountain West Conference team in a bowl game? Well, I don't know. I don't expect a Pac-12 team or a Mountain West team to be in the national championship. <laughs> Uh, stop, stop. So, uh, look, I 25% maybe, and, and I wouldn't say Mountain West. I would go more of the Pac-12, 25%. Yeah, how much does ESPN want to help out the Pac-12 if they're trying to make this uh, aggressive return and an accelerated return, depending on how many games they can play? I'm, it's just all so bizarro. 
We live in a bizarro college football world, <laughs> yes, in a bizarro do. world, period. Um, I say even less than a 10% chance. I, I, I think BYU will be matched up with a good opponent, but I, I don't think it's going to be from the Pac-12 or the Mountain West Conference. Maybe that's where BYU and Utah finally get to play this year. Okay. Hmm? Okay. Just saying. I'm just saying. O- okay, Jason. You're on to something. I'm just here. saying. Question of the day. Which BYU team will be more nationally relevant in December, BYU football or BYU basketball, and why? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from Michael Voiles on Instagram. Hoops. Odds are BYU makes the tournament again. Football will need Army and at least one other decent team to be considered for the New Year's Six. Hopefully with the Mountain West Conference looking to start again, BYU can get Boise State back on the schedule. Would that be enough? It would certainly help. It would certainly be a step in the right direction. Absolutely have Boise State on. See, the only reason that I I didn't go with hoops is we just don't know what the schedule is going to look like yet. We don't know what opportunities are going to be there for BYU basketball to get those big wins prior to conference play. That's why I I didn't go with hoops. I went with football. Now, if BYU football had lost to Navy to open the season, we'd all be saying basketball. Yeah, absolutely. The page would have been turned. Basketball. Yes. (laughs) Today's Rise and Shout Out presented by Mountain America Credit Union guiding you forward. This is a combined effort and really cool. Jason. Yeah, Gideon George. We saw that um, that Mark Pope, head basketball coach, tweeting out uh, a really cool thing um, that that Gideon is doing, and seeing pictures of it now, donating shoes. And look at all of the kids that are going to be able to to benefit from this. Just giving, and that's one of the things that Coach uh, Pope was talking about was just not only how great of a basketball player Gideon George is, but what type of human being he is Man. and his, his ability and his want to give. He's helping his country. He's representing the university incredibly well, and we're happy to have him at BYU. But that's – man, th- this is the stuff that just carries significant weight. That's, that's a powerful message. That's awesome is what it is. Well done. A well-earned rise and shout-out for Gideon George. Our thanks to today's guest, Stuart Mandel of The Athletic. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always, and I repeat always, use the hashtag BYUSA. For Jason Shepard, I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to Andy Toulson. Why not go basketball, I like right? it. I like basketball it. in the conversation. We'll see you tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation with a potential special guest host. Mm. Go Cougs.